welcome to the very first episode of Jesse J's Pinball Adventures. My name is Ryan C. Uh, you may know me from being the previous co-host of the Head to Head Pinball Podcast with Marty Robbins. Been hiding for a while. In that time, I've dived deeper into competitive pinball, which is non-existent at the moment. I'm the Victorian IFPA state rep, which is a really easy job at the moment uh, because there's no competitions. Um, and I have pinball machines on location, uh, which is also not a thing at the moment. But this podcast is not about me. It's about Jesse J. Say hi, Jess. Hi. Uh, so me and Jess met. Uh, <laughs> <fuck>. <laughs> How do we meet, Ryan C? So me and Jess met in a pretty weird way. Uh, we, we're both on dating apps. It's a thing these days. Uh, in the middle of well, the, the back end of coronavirus. Wait, uh, and, I'm going to straight up interrupt no. you here. I feel like I should tell this story because I have, you've got, like gone on this spiel. Okay, so Ryan and I met when we were both on dating apps. One of the prompts on my profile was, what are your unusual skills? And in my ignorance, I listed pinball as number one. <laughs> pinball, what was it? Pinball, Final Fantasy Julia, and Danzig impersonations. And boxing. And, and boxing. No, I didn't list that. There was a photo of that. Anyway, I digress. So <laughs> are you going to fact check me now? I've got a screenshot. I'm pretty sure you said boxing, but yeah, go ahead. Did I? Anyway. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. <laughs> this is going to be 90% you and me arguing about shit that is totally immaterial. <laughs> um, so Ryan and I met via my love of pinball, and he popped up and he was like, Hey girl, what's up? I have 30 pinball machines, <laughs> which is like the biggest flex on a dating app of all time, but also the weirdest. <laughs> um, so naturally we met and the rest is history. The rest is history. <laughs> <laughs> Don't leave people hanging. We didn't get along. We fucking hate each other, yeah. but we got pinball, pinball in common. So right. uh, we stayed as friends and... Uh, and basically, Jess wanted to know daily pinball facts. She would, like, message me during work. She's like, tell me something about pinball today. So I did. Uh, and it just got to the point where I'm like, well, you're learning too much now. And uh, we should just record this because it's quite mm, funny. I, I was and, too powerful. Uh, and I thought, wow, this is kind of like Mrs. Pin, except you're not as funny. Um, but still <laughs> enough for a podcast, I think. I can, I can aim to be, like, three quarters as funny as Mrs. Pin. On a good day. Oh, that's, that's, that's still pretty, no, it's still pretty. It's still pretty yeah. high. Look, the 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 bar for pinball podcasting at the moment is pretty low. Uh, well, Zach Mini, who you'll just find. Yeah, well, it's true. Um, it just because everyone's very encouraging. Like, hey, you want to talk about pinball? Just mm-hmm. do it. Um, and people will still shit on us, but um, it's fine that's because okay, because yeah. I'm really allergic to elitism. Um, so when I have an anaphylactic reaction to people shitting on us, we can you can sue them for all their worth and then buy as many pinball machines as you want. Yeah, I guess uh, we don't really have a format for the podcast. Uh, well, we have a rough outline, but I, I guess I first wanted to develop a baseline of what Jess knows. So um, you know a little bit. You knew almost nothing when I when I met you, just that you liked pinball and medieval madness. Mm-hmm. So. In your in your opinion, what's the best pinball machine ever made? In, in my opinion, oh, based on playing it in your garage, definitely the Shadow. Okay, better than Medieval Madness. Uh, mm, look, Medieval Madness has a special place in my heart, it, and I do intend to speak to Roger Sharp at one point in time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna sit on the fence on this one. Equal first. Okay, 
Um, all right, so if if there are two Indiana Jones pinball machines, uh, one by Stern and one by Williams, do you remember which one is the good one? The Williams one. Yes, good. Um, uh, yeah. Are, are you allowed to like Stranger Things? Absolutely not under any circumstances. And anyone that plays <laughs> it will never get laid. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> Medieval Madness or Attack from Mars, which is a better game, Jess? Medieval Madness. Mm, okay, debatable. <laughs> I mean, that, that, no one's learning objective. anything from that. This is <laughs> this is coming from a person who played and completed wizard mode on Medieval Madness at a pub in Newcastle without even knowing what wizard mode was. I, it's still debate. Did that actually it happen? Actually or, happened, or no? and I will I will call in witnesses from Newcastle if I have to. We can have an audience dial in. I will contact my ex from eight years ago if I must. But he, but he wouldn't know what the wizard mode is. That's yeah, the thing. People like, remember he... me battling for the kingdom and then finishing that. All right. Um, now I just want to go through a who's who because I've I've talked about mm-hmm. um, you know, some some people in pinball yeah. and I just don't know if you remember who they okay. are. So it's it's been Shoot. a while. I like this pop quiz. Um, this is good. Yeah. Who's this is an easy one. I'm just going to start you off. Um, who's Gary Stern? Um, the director of Stern. Cool. That's a good one. That's an easy one. It's a softball. Yeah. Uh, who's Keith Elwin? Um, K E M, great. K M E, K M E. Ah, crap, K M E. Yes, close. <laughs> I was close. Come on, that's a good start. Um, it, I don't know. Is he a world champion? Great, top-rated player from America. Designed a homebrew Archer machine, which later was picked up by Stern and turned into Iron Maiden. No way you remember that. Okay, Keith? what else? What else has he designed? Keith. Yeah. I actually have no idea. A Jurassic Park. Cool. Cool. Uh, who is Lyman Sheets? Um, Ryan's least favorite coder, I think. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, pretty good memory. I'm pretty sure I haven't mentioned some of these names. So did I ever mention Dwight Sullivan? Yeah, you did. Yeah. I think you like Dwight Sullivan. I'm not sure what he does, though. Yes. He's, he's like Lyman Sheets. Wait, you, didn't you have a Dwight Sullivan cup? Yes. Yeah, he came to yeah. Australia and we ran a Dwight Sullivan cup. It was pretty cool. Yeah, I've been paying attention. Okay. Uh, Lonnie D. Rop. Lonnie D. Rop is like your mortal nemesis. <laughs> <laughs> he is your least favorite coder of all time. He is, but I mean, like, I do like a lot of his games. I just. Are you backpedaling because this is going to be broadcast? No, it's just like, <laughs> it's just, it's frustrating. But I mean, like, I love Star Trek and he coded Star Trek and I like other games that he's coded, like Tron. So I can't say he's my model enemy, but good. Yeah. Um, Keith Johnson. Have I ever mentioned Keith Johnson? Probably you have, but I don't remember who that is. He's like Lyman Sheets, but. Wait, can we just, I just need to put a pin in this here and just ask why. Does everyone in pinball have such a fucking great name? And and why do people in pinball love the use of a middle initial so hard? Like Lonnie D. Rob. When I looked up Lyman Sheets once, it was like Lyman F. Sheets. Okay. Yeah, because everyone, because every, they're all from America and they're all super white and super white American dudes, like, get named after their, like, I guess. Oh, that's, yeah, that's, but that's we're that's not talking like Lonnie D. Rob the third. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fortunately. Okay. Um Keith Johnson. Yeah, Keith Johnson, he's like a, a super awesome programmer since his Pimble Party. We'll learn about him later. Uh okay. Christopher Franchi. Have you heard of Christopher Franchi, Jess? Oh yeah. I know who Christopher Franchi is. He really likes hexagons. Yes. He's super into them. Um Franchi is like hexagons out the wazoo. He's an artist 
and designed the uh, the playfield for Guardians of the Galaxy. Nice. Scott Denisi. Got nothing. Got nothing? Cool. Uh, Eric Minier. Nope. Zach Many. No. Jeff Teolis. Jeff Teolis is like the greatest podcaster that has ever lived. (laughs) And he is very smart and funny. Okay. Uh, What are you going to say about (laughs) Martin Robbins? Martin Robbins and I are future best friends. He doesn't know that yet. Um, Also, he really likes gin. Cool. Uh, Steve Ritchie. Do you remember who Steve Ritchie is? Yes. Steve Ritchie is like the, um, what's his name? The Clint Eastwood of pinball. I don't know what he actually does. I just know that he's Clint Eastwood. Yeah, I mean, like that's your term. That's the, I didn't. I didn't describe him as that. I was just like, yeah, yeah, I guess. I guess maybe he kind of is. That's a compliment. Clint Eastwood is very cool. Yeah. Um, who, who is? You might not know this one. Uh, who is Roger Sharp? Uh, I actually never heard of that guy. Are you serious? Roger Sharp. He's he's pinball daddy. <laughs> <laughs> So I think one of the first things you said to me when we started talking on a on a on the dating app, you were like, "Are you fucking serious?" I just like you were doing like a friends trivia thing, and everyone had to present on something that everyone didn't know about. And one of your friends did uh, Peter Garrett, uh, and you did you did a presentation to your friends on Roger Sharp, yeah, like a, a, right. a week before you met me. Correct. Shout out to Maddie, who is uh, a prolific Peter Garrett fan. Also a founding member of the Peter Garrett Dance Club. Just a bit of cross-promotion going on here. Um, yeah, so we were doing Zoom calls in the midst of the lockdown and Maddie had the great idea that people would present on niche interest of theirs. And I was like, well, I'll talk about pinball because nobody cares about that <laughs> except <laughs> me um, and how wrong I was, which I learned shortly afterwards. But, yeah, so the presentation, um, which I've actually got on my desktop. I'm going to pull, pull this up right now. I called it Lazarus Ball. Do you, Features do you know slide. what? Wait, before we do, you know what a Lazarus Ball is? I had to Google it. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's it's a ball that you like save from the dead, right? Yeah, it's it's usually when it comes back from the dead, but it's usually when it, it does that by itself. Like you can death huh? you can death save where you can like. Right, I assumed there'd be some kind of nudging involved or like. No, sometimes the ball will just like drain super fast at a weird angle and it just rebounds back up, and it's just okay. a, a Lazar- Lazarus so it's like or a Lazy. But from the drain. This is me trying to be extremely technical with my limited knowledge. <laughs> yeah, there's other there's other weird ones. There's, I mean, I can. I can point you in the right direction where you can just like start reading about pinball, but I think it's just more fun no, if we just I learn. Would, yeah, there's some, there's something called pinball direct- a dictionary from a guy called Steve Bowden, and he has yeah. just like pages and pages of terms that either he has made up or people have submitted. Like this is cool. a new pinball term, so uh, maybe that'll be a segment in the future where I I teach you those things. Anyway, okay. Well, back to Lazarus Ball. Um, so the very first slide of my presentation is a shot of Roger Sharp pinball historian sitting in front of medieval madness and i have put a little speech bubble there um and written life is like pinball sometimes you get lit up sometimes you get tilted and sometimes you're like me and get an extra ball (laughs) (laughs) now i don't know what it means for my podcasting career that i've just made a joke about roger sharp having three balls but it is what it is yeah basically cancels Cancel, cancel culture. Done. So Roger Sharp, Roger Sharp has two sons. You know who they are? Do you remember Matt who they and are? Josh. And what do they do? Uh, they both work in the industry. I feel like Josh works for someone other than Stern. Yeah. 
Can't remember where. Raw Thrills. Okay. But he's he's, yeah. he's the director of the IFPA, like Pinball. Cool. I don't know what Zach's doing. He's head of PR and marketing at Stern. How about John Papaduke? John Papaduke. Um, is he an artist? Uh, yes. <laughs> I think everyone in this world is an artist, Jess. Just, it depends on how narrowly you want to define it. Okay. Well, when I say artist, I'm imagining people who primarily design like back glasses or playfield art. No, he's not. Okay. John Papaduke is? is uh, he's the guy who designed Circus Voltaire, uh, Magic Girl. Don't worry. We'll talk about him later. Um, mm-hmm. I know you're going to remember this guy, uh, Python Angelo. I knew before you said it that you were going to say Python Angelo. <laughs> Python Angelo is probably my favorite pinball entity that I've learned about. Like, firstly, because he grew up in Transylvania, and that's hilarious. Um, secondly, because, like, when you Google Python Angelo, it comes up with that amazing picture of him in the grandpa hat and that incredible printed blazer um but more than anything is the, I, I probably won't even be able to say this sentence without actually cracking <laughs> when you look up python angelo it talks a lot about his um you know his art or whatever but it you also find that when he was working for capcom he was working on here's where i start to crack an erotic pinball game called zingy bingy (laughs) now that is a brand new sentence that i never thought i would say in my life (laughs) (laughs) i'm really glad that i learned it should people should people google this image jess (laughs) oh 100 everybody needs to know what zingy bingy looks like i mean from what i gathered it's basically just a play field that has inflatable boobs for bumpers (laughs) there was some talk about there being a flipper which actually gets longer as what? the player becomes aroused, so to speak. <laughs> Wait, sorry, did that? Did they actually it's messed up? Did they do that, or they were planning to do that? I think they were planning to do that. That sounds like some um, technology that we might may not have yet. Yeah. Wow. Also, if, if the flipper gets longer, I feel like it's going to make the game easier. But do you think? Do you think life is harder when your when your flipper gets longer, Jess? Look, there's definitely certain sociological advantages to having a longer flipper, but that's a discussion for another time, Ryan Z. <laughs> okay. Um, well, you, now you're teaching me about pinball. Um, did you notice anything about that list, Jess? Did you notice that it's a complete fucking sausage fest? Men. Yeah. All men, yeah. So I this kind of sucks because, like, I, I am a man, and I am, I'm, like, basically mansplaining pinball to you. So um, I might get some of it wrong, right? They're, yep. Fine, because once I've learned everything and and taken your knowledge like an alien, I'm going to go and get a job at Stern and you're going to quit the industry. So that will kind of help balance out the ratio a bit, right? Okay, sure. I'll cry, but yeah, that's fine. Fine. Um, I'll send you five cards from the top. (laughs) 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 Um, Is anyone else that you remember that I didn't mention in in all of my pinball teachings in previous Um, weeks? Kate Martin. Oh, yeah. What do you know about her? Um, well, I feel like it would be important that we mention a female on this podcast. Well, as far as I'm aware, Kate is involved pretty heavily in in um, advocating for women in pinball over in the States. So that's pretty cool. Cool. Do you remember where she's from? New York, Brooklyn. Cool. Damn. You do have a good memory. I do. Yeah. We, we, we never would have worked out if I dated you because like, I would have been fucked. You remember everything and I would never be able to get away with anything. Yeah, exactly. I'm like an elephant. Yeah. 
All right, time for our first <laughs> recurring segment called Silver or Blue Balls. And in this segment, I'm going to ask a question, and uh, basically, Jess is going to tell me that you know, will this phrase uh, in the dating world get me laid? This is a, an absolute horrible fucking idea for a segment, but we awful. Let's go with it. Okay. <laughs> um, and I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you two. Um, and yeah, just let me know. So, That's hi, great. hi. Uh, my name is Ryan. Do you know the 1994 movie The Shadow starring Alec Baldwin? Well, I'm a collector of memorabilia and I own the pinball machine The Shadow. If it was me <laughs> answering the question, I'd already be nude. Okay. <laughs> um, if it was literally anyone else in the universe, that is a, definitely a blue balls moment. Okay. <laughs> like, does anyone seriously enjoy Alec Baldwin? Just Alec Baldwin in general? Alec Baldwin in the 1994 smash hit <laughs> The Shadow. Mash hit. The application of that phrase here is questionable. I okay. actually haven't. I have to confess, so I haven't actually seen the shadow. Uh, like nobody has. No one's seen the shadow. No one gives a shit about no like Johnny Johnny Mnemonic. Have you have you seen Johnny Mnemonic? I have actually seen seen Johnny Mnemonic. It's a good movie. Keanu is awesome. There's a there's like a discussion that's happened on like a million podcasts where people talk about like shit shit movies, good pinball machines because they exist and like Williams. Yeah. Yeah, Data East were like getting all the awesome themes like Star Wars and Lethal Weapon and just like churning out turds. Uh, and Williams were getting the shit themes like <laughs> The Shadow and Johnny Mnemonic and there's other ones, Congo, and mm-hmm. just like making these fucking awesome pinball machines, which were actually pretty, not like they were, weren't successful in the time because people only cared they about. Yeah, cult classics, and yeah, it's a bit of a double-edged sword because basically because they didn't sell back in the day and because they were good, they're just worth more than they should be worth. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyway, hey, my name is Ryan. I'm a pinball machine collector. Uh, I have a pinball machine called Genesis. Would you like to see the amazing artwork? Uh, Now, check your phone. Okay. This is the translate of the Genesis pinball machine. Oh my god, I can't wait. This is like out in public. Wow! It's... it's there's so much going on here. <laughs> but what does it mean? <laughs> what? Okay, you don't know what Genesis is about, so have a look at that picture. I don't. Okay, so um, there's clearly a mad scientist element going on here. Yes. That woman in the middle, was this designed in like the 80s? Because it looks a lot like um, Susie from Susie and the Banshees. Yeah, I mean, I think it's about, like, a mad scientist putting, like, a body together. Um, but it's it's just fucking... It's just weird. It's just the weirdest translate ever. And in this That's period... definitely Susie from Susie and the Banshees. What's what's Susie and the Banshees? Um, they're an amazing band from that kind of era, which were, like, rock, punk, kind of goth. Um, and that, that woman looks like Susie Sue. Anyway... Okay, I'll maybe, you maybe that's it. Maybe you've cracked the code. Like, people don't know what the hell it was about. I mean, w- when was Susan the Banshees around? Like, what, what era? Um, I think they maybe started in the 70s, actually. Hang on. I'm just sending you a photo of her so that you can, you can appreciate this. Tell me that's not the same person. I mean, it's kind of just, like, someone with, like, puck, punk rock hair and just a shitload of makeup. <sighs> okay, fine. <laughs> actually, anyway, wait. Yeah, no, it's really similar. What's going on? Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Um, to answer your question, <laughs> I would say, like, as someone that enjoys pretending that I didn't enjoy pinball, 
that'd actually be a silver ball moment for me just because it's so weird. I'd be like, I have to know more about this. Well, there's a lot of weird shit in pinball, so strap in Jesse J. Um, <laughs> ah, so will that get me? Uh, so you want to know more, but will that will that get me laid? <laughs> um, I mean, that depends. What happens next? Do you take me to your pinball dungeon? <laughs> um, For all those listening who are not familiar with Ryan C, he does have a pinball dungeon. Yeah. It's called the dungeon. I should stop calling it the dungeon. It's very. You call it the dirty dungeon. The dirty dungeon. No. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a bit scary. This is this is why I'm single. Um, so our next He's segment. Single ladies. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice work dropping that in there. Yeah, for the for the for the three women that are listening. Hey, are you right. are you single, Jess? Because there's like, if if there's one thousand <laughs> listeners and three are, are female, then that means there's nine hundred ninety-seven something. I think you're really overestimating how many women um, are going to tune into this. No, actually, I should say that. I feel like we got, we're going to get good engagement because I'm going to I'm going to advocate for the women out there that like pinball. Um, yeah, I am. I am currently single. <laughs> Sorry, I can see Jess's face, and that was a very. <laughs> it's like you're like, uh, should I be saying this or not? Please send your pic to jessiejpinball at gmail.com. Please don't ever do that, but definitely do send me your inflatable flippers if you have the patent for that technology. Okay. Shitty pinball themes. People always talk about pinball oh my God, themes. I've got the best one. Okay. So we want to have a, a, a segment. We don't know how long it'll go for. Shitty pinball machine themes that might actually be good. Yeah. We don't really care about how much it sells. We don't care like, oh, we should make fucking the Goonies because no one ever did it and everyone likes the Goonies. Goonie goo goo. Mm-hmm. Uh, what you got? What are you thinking of? Okay, well, I've got I've got two at the moment. Um, I'm going to lead with the first one, which is Mr. Bean. Mr. Bean. Wait, <laughs> just hang on a sec. So, in the Mr. Bean movie, there's this great scene where he accidentally spills ink on a painting of Whistler's mother. Wasn't it the Mona Lisa? Movie? No, it's Whistler's mother. And so then he try and like recover it and paint over it, and he draws a really stupid face on it. Um, anyway, so the theme would be Mr. Bean movie and um, the modes would involve like going around trying to get resources to restore Whistler's mother, the artwork. And, you know, Mr. Bean's Teddy, who's like, Teddy. <laughs> Teddy would be a bash toy. In the yes. <laughs> okay. Um, and there'd be like a mini Cooper somewhere on there. Um, it's definitely niche, but I think that we could make it work. So is, is Mr. Bean only like... I mean, it's a, it's a UK thing, right? And obviously, it, almost everything in the UK is popular in Australia. But was yeah. it ever played in, in the US? Yes, I think so. I don't know. I don't. You need to ask your American friends for me. You should ask Jeff Teolis. He's definitely, definitely not American. America. I understand that, but he's far away enough that it might be useful. <laughs> he's closer to them than, than than we are. That's right. And what's the second one? Um, in in a move that will surprise nobody that actually knows me, the second one is Danzig slash misfits themed so everybody likes a band themed pinball machine um and so you have all of those famous songs including that like a famous song that correct that, that, they only have one the, song right like mother and that's it like father or something or like uncle <laughs> <laughs> auntie <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so i think we can have a glenn Danzig machine but it'd be really good because Danzig is like a bit of a polarizing figure, right? 
he's this really muscly dude, but he's actually quite short in stature and he's kind of an asshole. And there's this really famous incident where he got um, knocked out by a, another musician. Um, and he's also been bottled on stage before. So I feel like we could work those into the play as well. <laughs> like, you know, in ACDC where you can shoot the cannon? Yes. Well, it'll be you shooting, launching a projectile at Danzig on stage. <laughs> that might actually work. When, when did yeah. you play ACDC? I didn't show, I didn't show you ACDC. I played though. ACDC. I played it a long time ago. I played it at Frankie's most recently in Sydney. Yeah. Do you want to describe the um, Frankie's Pizza um, promo ad to everybody? Um, all I remember from it, because it was kind of a traumatic experience. I think I have PTSD now. Um, the main thing that I took away from that was that if you go to Frankie's, and you play the pinball machines, the pinball machines, which are sentient, will come to life and eat your dick. So, um, which is actually, conveniently, a really good reason to be a woman in pinball. Yeah. there. Yeah, there is a, a good reason. Well, not um, be eaten by a pinball machine. So if, if the, the wind, we're not going to link it because it is just the most vile and disgusting thing you'll ever see. Um, but if it's you, a war crime against advertising. It's a what, sorry? It's a war crime against advertising. Yeah. Um, and general taste. So it, it, it used to be on YouTube, um, and I don't know how YouTube, because it, it definitely violated all of their terms and conditions. Um, Every community standard. Yeah. Um, but it exists, I think, on like Vimeo and, and on the, the artist's website who did it. So it's called Frankie's Pizza in Sydney. If you really want to go and watch it, um, the, the very worst, and you can't watch it. If you're, if you're offended by anything, you will, if you're offended by a lot of things, you will just like spontaneously combust. Correct. Um, it is, yeah. I don't know how to describe it. If you, 30 seconds in, you're like, well, there is the limit of like what I can handle. And it goes for another minute and a half after that. Mm-hmm. Um, why does Danzig look like Tommy Wise, Wise Owl from the room? He kind of looks like that. You I know just what? realized. I've never had that pointed out before, but you're kind of right. Is it a thing? Tommy Wiseau. Danzig. Maybe we could get Tommy to be Danzig because I don't think Danzig is going to lend, um, he's going to approve licensing rights to this machine, especially if we're using a cannon to launch bottles at him on stage. So we could get Tommy to dress up as Danzig for the art. Cool. Done. Great. So of those two, what, which is your favorite shitty pinball theme? Mr. Bean or Danzig? I think yeah, like the the cannon idea sold me on uh, the dancing pinball machine because uh, we can get Stern to make it. They can reuse parts. I like doing that. You'll you'll yeah. discover. I probably haven't talked about commercially, it. Commercially, that Stern. makes more sense. Well, yep, like fiscally, that makes sense. But does Mister Bean and Whistler's mother have more um, <laughs> more mainstream appeal? It does. Uh, I don't know. There's there's. I think we all... need to put this out to an audience vote for our episode. <laughs> Um, so that means, it, that means we need like a Facebook page or some. We, we haven't done any of that yet. That's fine. We'll have. I'm going to make an email account, which will be Jesse J Pinball J E S S Y J A Y P I N B A W L for all of you out there that don't know how to spell pinball at gmail.com. <laughs> Write in. Tell us what you like better, Mr. Bean or Danzig. What if we haven't registered that email? So what if like what if it's taken? I guess we just re re record this segment. That's a dumb fucking thing to say. Correct. The the power of editing. It's actually live. <laughs> yeah, I mean this is only probably like a half an hour podcast, but we've actually been recording for two fucking hours, right? We have not. I actually checked the time just then. <laughs> <laughs> How long have we been recording for? <laughs> Seven years. It's been forty eight minutes. Forty eight minutes. Yeah. 
Ah, uh, yeah, but we talked shit for like the first 20. Forever, yeah. We were singing House Party. Mansion Party. <laughs> yeah. It's a mansion party. So what's our next segment, Ryan C? Fuck, I don't know. Well, I feel like we need to bring back pinball facts, hot pinball facts, because that means that I'm going to be learning alongside our audience. So let me, um, I'm going to look up, actually, I'm not going to look at the Pinside Top 100. I'm just going to give you a number like the good old days, and you're just going to ad-lib to me about that machine, okay? Cool. Let's go for it. So today's number is going to be 45. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> this is embarrassing because I'm going to tell a story about it. Bram Stoker's Dracula. Um, and you already know a little bit about this game because I don't know what we were doing. We we're like hanging out really late at night. And I think you were, we were talking about pinball streaming or something. And I was just like, do you want to watch, like, a really cool game of pinball? <laughs> mm. And I made you watch the World Championship um, game. I loved that. I actually really enjoyed that. What was the kid's name? It was, like, Johannes Ostermeyer or something. No way you remember. That was, like, a month Is that and a right? half ago. Yeah, that's, that's right. Yeah. I remember him because he had a cool name and he was, like, 16 years old. And the other guy was Italian. That's all I remember about him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would okay. definitely tell you his name, but I'm actually drawing blanks, which is really embarrassing. <laughs> so, I think it what? started with E. That's as far as we're going to get. Oh my god, embarrassing! Uh, he's like, he's like, he's like, he's ranked in the top five. I'll, I'll find out in five seconds. Mm-hmm. Daniele Asiati. Oh, I was. Oh, Acci- Cool. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to tell you about Bram Stoker's Dracula. Apparently, it's it's, it's designed by Barry Ausler, and mm-hmm. you'll learn a bit more about Barry Ausler because he's he's actually made some pretty cool games. Um, and he is now working for Deep Root. What do you know about Deep Root Pinball, Jess? Um, I know that you once went to a pinball event with a shirt that said, do you want to do some deep rooting or something? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, that would be embarrassing. The t-shirt says, is anyone up for five days of deep rooting? That's, that's worse. Yeah. And then, it, and then it had the sign language underneath for five days of sex. Incredible. Because just in case people have forgotten, uh, what does rooting mean in Australia, Jess? Rooting. Let me enlighten you. Um, rooting is the local slang for fornication in Australia, otherwise known as sexual intercourse. Damn. Yeah. So what's a deep root? Is that just, yeah, it's just. Uh, a, a deep, I think a deep root is what happens when you, when you play with your inflatable flipper. <laughs> Oh, God. Um, <laughs> uh, okay, so... Zingy bingy. Z- <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to insert that as a call out at various points of the podcast. You know, like that awful show, The Big Bang Theory? What's the... Um, Bazinga what's the or something? Like? Bazinga. Yeah. Zingy bingy is going to be like our bazinga. Okay. No one knows what it means, and that doesn't matter. <laughs> Bram Stoker's Dracula, yeah, really cool game, uh, rising up in value all the time, um, mm-hmm. average-ish movie, um, but and and the game consists of if you really want to blow it up, doing the thing, um, and you witness it when you watch that that game where you've basically got three multi balls going, the triple stack, and um, that's that's most of the game. Um, You're gonna have to tell me more about that. I have to tell you more about it. Yeah, the the triple stack. 
Uh, so you've got you've got Miss Multiball. Miss Multiball is the one, the really cool looking one where you've got a ball that like levitating across the playfield. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you've got Castle Multiball, and then Coffin Multiball. And it's quite hard to get them all running, but basically, if you have one multiball going, your jackpots are ten million. If you have two, they're twenty million, and if you have three, they're thirty million. But right. you can get some pretty fat super jackpots, which is what Johannes so, Hossett might did. Okay, so as we have touched on, my pinball knowledge is reason. It's it's definitely higher than the average punter, but it's pretty limited overall. If you have more than one multi-ball running, does that mean you get even more balls? It depends on the game. Some games just have... Yeah, it's really game-dependent. So on Keith Johnson games, for example, uh, you can have, like, six multi-balls running at the same time. Um, Mm -hmm. But it doesn't mean that every time you get a new multi-ball, it'll add, you know, uh, three more balls. Because there's a limit... So it's up to the it's up to the software and hardware team on how many balls to put in. Um, like Lyman Sheets, for example, will mostly only put four balls. And I'm pretty sure I don't think anyone's I'm not sure if anyone's ever asked him, but I'm pretty sure he's of the opinion that that's all you need. Anything more than four balls is a bit crazy. Um, can I just stop you there and, and correct you to let you know that it's Lyman F Sheets? Thank you. And Lyman F Sheets Junior. Proper name in future. Yeah. <laughs> um, which which machine has the most balls in its multi-ball um i think well <laughs> there's a game called hyper hyperball i think which is technically a pinball machine that has like a hundred balls but it's you basically just like it's just like two cannons and you're just like firing it's not really pinball um okay. apollo 13 has 13 balls 13 seems like a lot yeah so basically like the whole game you're trying to get this like crazy multi-ball but it, the the multi-ball carries over so you can like lock balls into the space shuttle um and when when it does like the countdown, it just dumps all the balls on the playfield, and it's pretty like like the very first this time. Is really annoying. The very first time it happens, you like you just like get instantly happy, and you're just like, "Wow, this is so cool!" And then you're like, "Well, this is probably ten balls too much," and then you drain, mm-hmm. and then what, the second time it happens, you're like, uh, "That's not that great." Yeah. Um, Indiana Jones, the shit one, has an eight ball multi ball. Um, once again, it's just it's just a gimmick. Um, most of the new Stern games have six balls. Okay. Um, but it, it really depends on the playfield layout. Sometimes a playfield layout is really open and balls can get staged somewhere and they can get locked and then you can kind of like reduce how many balls you have. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you've got like a really small confined space, then um, four is is plenty. So just on a tangent here for a second because giving me lots of good learning opportunities. Um, Stranger Things, the machine that you're not allowed to like if you want to have sex ever again. It's quite a sparse play field, right? Yeah. So can you tell me about some other machines that have... Sparse, like, sparse play sparse. fields? Like every yeah. every Stern machine made in the last 20 years. Okay. Yeah. They're, they... they <laughs> Hot take. They're... um. Yeah, which, which it's funny because it doesn't... Adding more things on the game doesn't necessarily make it a better game. Yeah. Um, and especially now people like, you know, with Keith Alwyn, like Keith Alwyn games aren't stripped down or anything, but he's really perfected, I think, shot geometry and layout. And it's always been a thing where people sometimes don't know what they like in pinball. They're mm-hmm. like, oh, this game is really cool, but they don't know why. That's and, me. And 
yeah, that's you. But your your what you like in pinball will evolve. Like you'll like some games now, and the more you get into pinball, you're like, ah, it's actually not that great. Uh, like you might play Bugs Bunny now, and you're like, whoa, the game is so cool. And even now you're like, Bugs Bunny is the worst game ever. Okay, well, check um, on me in ten years. I promise you, I'll never stop loving The Shadow. The Shadow. Yeah. What do you, What did you like about The Shadow when you played it? I mean, it's just. There's so many things, right? Like the cool lane diverters, that's fun. Um, the pervers, that's really cool. The art is not the greatest. I don't love Alec Baldwin's face, but I did learn that someone made a really cool um, alternative back glass. How much research you've, you've been doing? You're not allowed to do research outside I've of uh, talking to me. I've research in the shadow. The rest of this comes from memories of your hot pinball facts. Um, but I have researched the shadow because I wish to have it in my house uh, and came across that really cool back glass. Anyway, I don't know. I just love it. I can't even tell you why. And that's exactly me at the moment. I can't tell you why I love particular machines other than they're fun and they look cool and they make my brain go ding. Yeah, I think you're definitely uh, more attracted to games in the 90s era at the moment. Um, and that can last ages. Uh, and then it might evolve to something else and then dive to you know, previous generations like the 80s machines. We have talked about as well how much I love Indiana Jones Pinball Adventure. Yeah, that's why the, the pinball podcast is called Jesse J's Pinball Adventures. Correct. Um, so that fits the theme. But anyway, so any kind of stern machine in the last 20 years is going to have a sparse play field. Why is that <laughs> Ryan Z? Um, because they're, they're manufacturers. Of, they, they've got manufacturing down pat. And if you're making like 3000 of a pinball machine and you can save $10 by sound or that, then you can get money and you can make really cheap pinball machines. And um, if you have really themes like Star Wars, then who cares? People will still How have fun. How community reacted to that? Uh, <laughs> do we want to dive into this already? Holy shit. Yeah, um, yeah people aren't happy, but they're, they're the guys that make um, all the awesome pinball machines. It, it's, it's, not, it's not all that bad. There are some great and great things. And there's an advantage to not having crazy amounts of things on the pinball machine. Like as an operator there's less stuff to break um which is good because you don't like the castle and medieval madness can like mm-hmm. break all the time the, m- yeah. the more moving parts anything has uh the more points of value there is um but yeah people definitely are paying more for pinball machines at the moment and aren't necessarily getting more in terms of hardware mm-hmm. we can maybe talk about it because this will just go on forever but the the introduction of the alley screen has added a lot of costs to the manufacturing of pinball machines because it might cost the same or less to put an LCD screen, but then you now have to pay video that's pay, pay for pay for video assets and someone to put that together and design their own assets. Whereas before it was dots. We're going to start a viral hashtag. Bring back the DMD. Well, there's a great pinball machine called the Thunderbirds, and uh, that's a new-ish pinball machine, and that has a DMD. So maybe cool. maybe I can I can show you that one day. Definitely. Thank you. Yeah, see, and now I know, you, yeah, you definitely know what the Thunderbirds is because <laughs> you don't. Is, are you saying it's great because it's the worst ever? Oh, so I, d- I did tell you that's the worst pinball machine ever. You remember that? No? Uh, now that you're saying it, it rings a bell. Actually, yeah, I remember you told me this uh, after we went running. For all you listeners out there, Ryan C does actually run occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> One run ever. Ever. Um, yeah, I remember you telling me about this. Um. It's the one that can't be updated, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. I do remember, yeah. While yeah. we're running, we're doing a 5K run. Yes. And we stopped listening to music, and I talked about Thunderbirds for the last 
It was the worst kilometer of my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll talk about yeah. Thunderbirds another day. It's a piece of okay. shit. And uh, yeah, no one's going to no one's gonna disagree with that. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Learning all the time. Cool. Well, I think that should about wrap it up for our first episode. Um, who I knows? I didn't include any good Nui slang there, though. So we need to my, we need to bring in what was going to be my favorite segment, which is um, new releases assessed by me on the scale of one to potato scallop. Okay. What? So I have to I have to show you a new pinball machine. Is that what I'm doing? You just, you just tell me what it is. You give me some hot facts, and I'm going to give it a Nui rating based on precisely no knowledge at all. Okay. Um, there's a, a newish game called Hot Wheels, and okay, like the little the little two dollar cars that you buy. Yeah, exactly. So if you bought a two dollar car, would you would you go and buy a seven thousand dollar pinball machine? Absolutely not. I'm going to give that one out of ten skewies. <laughs> what does a skewie? A skewie is a schooner. You wouldn't know that because you're from Victoria. Is it a, is it a UK thing as well? Schooners. I'm not from there. I don't know. So Jess, Jess is originally from Newcastle, which is like a massive uh, bogan, which is like the Australian word for kind of like redneck. It's really you're not really hey, rednecks. Newcastle isn't bogan, thank you. It is the second largest city in New South Wales and the sixth largest city in Australia. It's incredibly metropolitan, um, <laughs> also incredibly cosmopolitan, if you ask me. <laughs> why did you Why did you move away from there then, Jess? <laughs> um, look. <laughs> myriad reasons but the main one is that uh curry curry started hosting so i i curry curry is a little town out kind of outside of newcastle and they started hosting the world mullet um festival world mullet championships every year and i just couldn't keep up with um the style that was coming into the city i felt pretty ashamed about the hair that i had and i just had to get away from that you know just couldn't keep up so it's not bogan at all it's that's what i'm saying We might have a, yeah, we might have a newy like me and Marty used to do a Australian pinball slang segment when we had guests on. We're probably Amazing. not going to, we're probably not going to have any guests on. Uh, maybe, maybe no, not. I don't no know. No one's listened to this ever. <laughs> um, but we might have like a newy slang segment because it's a subset of Australian slang. Uh-huh. Okay, cool. I like that. Also, you're definitely not allowed to air the part where I because like, I don't want to get cancelled from my job. <laughs> Don't. Well, now I have to edit two things out. Thanks, Jess. You're welcome. <laughs> well, I was going to say, um, Kate Martin says that Ryan Kaz is a c- <laughs> Massive c- bag. Yes. I'll leave that in. The hugest. <laughs> All right. That was the first episode of Jesse J's Pimble Adventures. If you want to get in touch with us, email jessiejpimble at gmail.com. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll both have access to that. So, yeah, abuse, um, anything, no. Um, what we would like you to email us with is your opinion on the best pinball theme out of Mr. Bean and Glenn Danzig. Let us know your thoughts. <laughs> People are going to be like, who the fuck is Glenn Danzig? Well, then they can Google it and they'll be delighted. Yeah. People know the Misfits. Lots of people know the Misfits. And what's that other thing you mentioned that I didn't know? The the Genesis person, the, the girl? That oh. looked- yeah, Susie and the Banshees. So we're really going to be appealing to the punk demographic here. Mm. Um, that was episode one. Uh, we will see you in episode two if <laughs> if we can be bothered. <laughs> Goodbye forever. Bye forever. <laughs> this is going to be a fucking hot mess. <laughs>